I'm Candace Eisner, and I want you to think a little bit differently about search engine optimization. Welcome to Life Beyond the Massage Table, a podcast for massage therapists, or really anyone who works in health and wellness. I'm here to help you take a look at your business and practice in new ways, to think outside the box, and to shift gears from the same old stuff that isn't helping you build the life and the business that you really want. Let's get started. Hey guys, today I want to talk to you a little bit about search engine optimization, or you might have heard it called SEO and didn't really know what that stood for, so now you know. So for the rest of the podcast, I'll probably just refer to it as SEO since it's a lot shorter to say. Um, Before I dive in, however, I did want to mention something I really think is important, and it's sort of the core of why I'm tackling this topic to begin with, and that's You really should not let SEO become an obsession because I have seen that happen for a lot of people. Do not let SEO run your business life. Do not put too much energy into working on your SEO. So why am I saying that? You know, like I'm I'm doing a podcast episode on SEO, but then I'm telling you not to put a lot of energy into SEO. Well, See, here's the thing, you know, it is important for people to be able to find you, right? It's important that when they search Google, you know, they be able to find you, especially if they're searching specifically for you, for your business name. But it's far more important to build genuine connections with people, for people to understand who you are, what you have to offer, and what makes you different from the other people who do the exact same thing you do. For you to show that you understand what your clients need and to demonstrate that you can help them. Remember how I talked about that in last week's podcast episode? Yeah, that's kind of where I was going with it a little bit. So in other words, I want you to create your website, your social media stuff, whatever that might be, your blog and all your other online presence kind of stuff for real people. Don't just do it for Google robots that search your site. Now... You might be thinking, okay, so everybody tells me SEO is really important and Candace is trying to tell me it's not that important. What's up with that? So am I saying that SEO isn't really important? Well, no, no, I'm not. There are things you should be doing to help people find your business. That's totally true. But like I said, I've just seen this trend where there's people becoming obsessed with making the first page of Google and that's not healthy at all. Wouldn't it make more sense that instead of putting that time and energy into what Google wants, you put that time and energy into what your clients want? That's really all I'm saying. There's only so many hours in a day. It's okay to think about your search engine optimization, but how about thinking a little bit more about what your clients actually want from you? So now that I've got that out of the way, let's move on and talk a little bit about what you can do to help your site be found by people using Google or other search engines. Things that don't compromise the quality of your site or make it sound like it was written for robots or by a robot because I kind of doubt if you're listening to this, you are a robot. I don't think they're quite that advanced yet. So before I launch into the topic, more. Let's um, let's cover one thing that's kind of important. If you have a WordPress site, 
you need to install a good SEO plugin to help you with all this stuff. Um, the one I use and the one I recommend for my clients is Yoast. I think I'm pronouncing that right, but if the makers are listening to this and I'm not, pop me an email and let me know. But there are a few other good SEO plugins out there. Um, if you want some recommendations, you're welcome to get in touch. If you're using Squarespace, you need to read their tutorial on SEO and follow their guidelines. Um, but Squarespace makes it pretty easy to do your SEO too. So, you know, as long as you're following the guidelines, you should be okay. If you have another website or if you've hired a designer, you need to make sure it's set up with proper sitemap, meta tags, SEL, sorry, SSL certificate. Well, I don't know what an SEL certificate is. Maybe I just made that up. <laughs> an SSL certificate and so on. Um, if you're working with a good designer and a developer, they're, they're going to do this for you. So you probably don't have to worry about it. Um, but if you're doing it for yourself, there are things, those are things that you need to think about. Now, I'm not going to deep dive into this in the podcast because it's kind of content that better translates to either working in person with somebody or in text and not so much on a speaking medium. But I did want to mention it so that you guys are clear that, you know, there are plugins in for WordPress and various other things out there to help you with your SEO. It's not you know, it's not super technical. Nothing, nothing has to be super crazy technical. Um, but yeah, okay, let's move on and talk about the less technical stuff, the stuff that's probably more digestible to anyone who's not really techie. So my number one tip with SEO and in general when writing your website is to write content that the people who you want to find your website will actually be interested in. That's probably really obvious to most of you, especially if you listen to last week's podcast. You know, we were talking about giving a crap about your clients and them giving a crap about you, and it really comes back to that. What do your current and potential clients care about? What questions do they have? What problems can you help them with? Those are the kinds of things they're going to be searching Google for. And those are the kinds of things you should be thinking about in your content because that's how you're going to reach them. If you do understand who your ideal client is and what kind of problems they might be having that will cause them to look for treatments and search online for that kind of stuff, that's going to help you think about what they might search Google for, right? Sure, they might search for massage therapist Kingston, Ontario, but that's really general. And yeah, they might start there, but if they're looking for something specific, and your ideal client should be, they'll do more than just a search for like the city that they live in. For example, they might search for runner's massage downtown Ottawa or pregnancy massage young in Eglinton, Toronto or that kind of thing. So once you've figured out what those ideal clients are going to be looking for and how what you offer matches that to a T, you can write awesome content that will make them want to know more about you and actually book an appointment with you. Not only that, but Google has actually said, they have said this, the quality of the content on the website is a priority when determining your search engine ranking. So in other words, it's not about sticking a bunch of keywords on the page for Google to pick up. You know, it's not like you're going to spam the page with a half dozen words that you think Google will like in terms of massage therapy or sports massage or whatever you consider your focus area to be. No, 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 no. It's actually writing stuff that people like and will continue to click through to read again and again because it's composed well and it speaks to them. 
If you want to read a little bit more about that, you can go to my website, uh, nixie.org slash content dash marketing, and it talks a little bit about that. So another question I get asked a fair bit by clients is how often you should be updating your website, writing new content, and posting to social media. Well, there is no one answer to this because you really have to do what works best for you. If you go with, you know, I'm going to update it every day, you're just going to get overwhelmed. So really, you have to come up with a plan that does work with you and your life and stick to it. Um, But I will say that from an SEO standpoint, Google does prefer sites that are updated regularly. Basically, this shows that your content is not old and irrelevant. You know, no one likes going to a website only to find out that all the info posted there is totally incorrect because the website hasn't been updated in years. I'm sure that's happened to you before when you were looking for something, you know, a business or information about something or whatever it might be. And I bet that was kind of frustrating. So that's why Google is saying, yes, updated regularly, sorry, content that's updated regularly is important. So my advice here is basically create great content on a schedule that makes sense for you. If you don't have a lot of time, at least give your website a few updates every month. Even if all you're doing is you're updating, you know, to say that your holiday hours for the upcoming month, say, you know, say in December that you posted that you were going to be away for Christmas and New Year's and whatever else might be. And then right now you're going, well, I should take that off. But you could add a notice saying you're away for family day if you celebrate that or if that's a holiday where you are or you're going to be away for and a different holiday, like Easter's coming up in a few months. Or you could mention that you have a special going on for Valentine's Day. So basically, just short, quick things that are relevant to the time of year. And it doesn't have to be something that takes you hours to do. Another thing I really find that people overlook is the mobile design of their website. Now, Again, I'm not saying you have to design the mobile design of your website. I'm just saying when I'm working with clients or when I'm talking to friends about creating websites, they get really focused in on how their website's going to look on desktop and they don't even think about how it's going to look on someone's phone or iPad or whatever. But here's the thing. Here's the really important thing. Google has flat out said that having a mobile friendly site will boost your page ranking. That is boost your SEO. It is now 2017. Mobile devices, at least in Canada and the US, and probably in other countries too, but those are the only ones I had statistics for, beat out desktop devices for the number of searches done. Not only that, but often when people are at home, and normally at home you have access to a laptop or a desktop computer, people are still usually preferring to pull out their phone and do those searches. So, Think about that for yourself. How often do you pull out your own phone to find a local business? Probably all the time, right? People are doing the exact same thing when they're looking for a massage therapist, a new gym, a yoga class, nutritionist, or whatever it might be. So you have to have a site that is well designed for mobile and doesn't just have it as an afterthought. It is absolutely essential. If your website isn't easy to use on a mobile device, like an iPhone or a Samsung, whatever, or, you know, it doesn't matter what phone it is, basically any smartphone or tablet, you need to get on that and make sure that that happens. Because the last 
thing you want is somebody to find you on Google and click through and have to like pinch and pull and zoom and your website's not working right and they can't read the text because it's too small and they get frustrated and they go to somebody else's website. That sucks. <laughs> so the last thing I want to mention to you guys is alt tags. Now, okay, alt tags, we are getting a little bit technical here, but it is something that is pretty easy for you to implement on your own. So that's why I want to cover it in the podcast. And it is something that's a bit important. It's also a little bit controversial recently. So, so let, let's, let's talk about that. So what are alt tags? Well, there's something that's added to photos that appear on your website or your blog. They're added for those who have impaired sight. So screen readers can tell them what the photo is about. They are not specifically for SEO. Actually, there's been a recent trend by SEO experts where they're telling people they should be using their alt tags to boost their SEO. And generally speaking, yeah, this is okay to do as long as you're doing it appropriately. So first things first, should all photos on your website or your uh, blog or whatever have, so, have alt tags? Yeah, absolutely. Every single photo should have an alt tag. The alt tags are, again, for people using screen readers because they are sight impaired. So obviously, if you want those people to be able to read your website, you need to put alt tags on your photos so they know what the photos are of. Should all the photos have alt tags that are relevant to the photo? Absolutely. Should they be full of keywords in the hopes people are going to find your site easier? Uh, no way. Don't do that. So let me give you an example so I can be more clear about this. So say you you're a massage therapist and you have a photo of a man getting what appears to be a deep tissue massage. You know, and you're a massage therapist that focuses on says you focus on athletes, you focus on sports type massage. And that photo is totally relevant to your ideal clients. They're going to relate to the person on the table. Um, maybe even the person's wearing athletic shorts while they're getting their treatment. So, so it's really relatable for your clients. So an appropriate alt tag would be something along the lines of man getting a deep tissue sports massage. An inappropriate alt tag would be something like sports massage clinic, downtown Toronto, deep tissue myofascial athletes, running, golf, gymnastics, you could probably keep going adding words here. I think you know where I'm going with this. So you can probably tell the appropriate alt tag still describes the photo for people who can't see your site very well and still helps your SEO because it is relevant to what you do. That is, you know, you do sports massage and you do deeper massages, which is often what people are searching for and looking for if they're an athlete. The inappropriate alt tag is just trying to stuff a bunch of keywords onto the page. So in the hopes that, you know, the, the Google will see it and think that you're the top ranking website for searches, which is really not cool and something Google is likely to actually penalize you for. Um, I don't know this person very well. They're just an acquaintance, but um, I am part of a Facebook group and there's a person there who used to work for Google as one of their designers. And she has flat out said that that is absolutely 100% inappropriate to stuff a bunch of keywords into your alt tags. And Google will, in fact, penalize you for it. So there you go, right out of the horse's mouth, someone that used to work for Google says, don't do that. So don't do it. It's okay to do the, the appropriate one, the man getting deep tissue sports massage, that, that idea. It's not okay to just shove a bunch of keywords in there. Okay, 
you probably all need to take a deep breath because that was a lot of information for one week. But I really do feel it's important to talk about SEO and do it in a realistic way rather than just getting kind of obsessed on getting on the front page of Google. But if you've got any questions, which you may, um, you know, do drop me a line. You can always find me at Candice at Nixie.ca. Hey, you guys, thanks so much for listening. I really am grateful to have all you guys here with me. If you do like this podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you gave me a rating and review over on iTunes, as they always say, right? But I also do appreciate your feedback. So if you want to get in touch, you can always pop me an email at candice at nixie.ca. I do read and respond to all of my emails, I promise. Have yourself an awesome rest of your day and I'll see you back here next week.